Sadness at Christmas, on this edition of Truth and Love. I'm Heath Lambert, and you're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, where we seek to provide biblical solutions for the problems that people face. This is the time of year where we sing joy to the world and Merry Christmas. It's a time that we think of as a happy season, as a time for festivities, and a time when we even make merry with our friends and our family members. But for so many people, this is a time of year that is not happy. It's a time of year that is characterized by sadness and and even very great sorrow. We want to talk about that this week on the podcast, and our guest is Dr. Stuart Scott, Dr. Scott is the Director of Membership for the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors, and he is a Professor of Biblical Counseling at the Master's University. Stuart, we're glad you're with us. And we want to talk about this issue of people who are sad at Christmas. What is it about Christmas that would have some people experiencing such sorrow? Well, thank you, Heath. It's a blessing to be here uh, and join you. Uh, yes, I mean, so many different emotions that we experience when we hit the holidays, especially Christmas. And I think one of the major issues is there's usually a loss, a loss of a loved one that brings back all kinds of memories or aloneness, just being alone when everyone's gathering as families. So that's oftentimes the, the emotion there of uh, why the sorrow, why the sadness. Yeah, it is. It is usually connected to a loss in relationship, right? I mean, it could right. be a death, a divorce, but there's somebody that you want there, and the loss of them makes this instead of a happy time, like it'd be if they were there. Perhaps you're thinking about how they're not there, and you're longing for that, right? And and typically, there's family, friends, um, relatives, pictures, people talking, and names are mentioned, and all of a sudden you realize. Uh, that person's no longer with us for one reason or the other, mm-hmm. and then the, the sorrow sets in. Yeah. I've known people who don't like Christmas because a spouse died maybe on Christmas mm. Eve, or you know people who are unhappy at Christmas. Maybe for some people who are listening to this, this is the first Christmas that they will have without a spouse, without a son or a daughter, without a parent. What can we do to help people who are going through pain like that at this time of the year? Well, a couple of things come to my mind. First, I think we, we tend to think that joy and sorrow are antithetical when really they, they belong in, the, in a person at the same time. I, I see it in Scripture where they're, they're sorrowful, yet they have joy. And it's okay to, to have sadness and sorrowful. I mean, be sorrowful. Uh, I think of um, Jesus was a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief, and yet uh, filled with joy in his earthly life here. Paul, the apostle, talks about in 2 Corinthians 6 that he was sorrowful, yet always rejoicing. Uh, it's not one or the other. It's both and. Mm. When Job got the news of losing his family, all in, ten, 10 children died and all of his possessions are gone, 
he had joy. He blessed be the name of the Lord, but sorrow at the same time. I I don't think they're antithetical. I think it it's how to have both at the same time, but have them where their spirit controlled. Okay. Emotions. So what would what would a spirit controlled expression of sorrow look like at say that first family gathering after the loss of a loved one? Yeah, I when I think of sorrow and I was just kind of thinking through the scriptures on this, sorrow becomes it, it turns wrong. I mean it turns an error or a sinful when you're controlled by your sorrow. And when Jesus said to the disciples, why has sorrow filled or dominated uh, your thinking, your experience? Secondly, when we're focused only on the temporal, when we're only fixed on the here and now and our mind loses our hope on the eternal, mm-hmm. it becomes wrong. And another time I see that it, it turns in error is when we're looking at the circumstances with our sorrow, we see God through our circumstances, and he usually comes comes out distorted. So if they can think about the scriptures and their view of God and then look at the circumstance that's sorrowful, they have an eternal perspective, and that gives them hope because our hope's in the Lord. Um, so it's not like when they get temporal and they're, their focus rather than trying to keep an eternal focus, Mm -hmm. even with a sorrow. Maybe. So if we're thinking just even really practically, let's say I've got somebody coming over to my house Mm -hmm. and I know that this is the first first Christmas without their spouse. Maybe one of the ways that I would put feet on this biblical instruction that you're giving is by not having the expectation that they won't be sad. Right. Be comfortable with people who have sorrow. Yeah. Uh, When Paul said in Romans 9, he said, uh, I have uh, great sorrow and unceasing anguish in my heart uh, over unsaved loved ones. So if someone comes and they're sorrowful, this is the first Christmas, it may be the 20th year without a spouse, but every Christmas this brings it right to the forefront is to, in some ways, weep with those who weep. Mm Mm-hmm. It's okay to talk about the person who's not there and try to think of the good memories that everyone had when that person was there, if it was a loss of a loved one. A lot of times it's just finding out why are they sorrowful, what what issue are they sorrowful about. Uh, pray with them, uh, seek to encourage them, but they can have joy at the same time they have sorrow. So... That's what we're going to do and think about if we're aware of someone who's struggling. What if the person who's struggling is us? What if we are the ones who are in trouble? What what should we do uh, when we're sitting there? Maybe we're sitting there alone and we just feel sad and we don't know what to do at this time of year. What should we be thinking about there? Yeah, I I think for all of us, and we all go through these times, and it doesn't have to always be at Christmas, is... Always be thinking, how can I love God more and love others more? It's when we um, take our eyes off other people and the Lord, we, we tend to get in and wallow around. And that's where sorrow can take a, a wrong turn. Mm-hmm. And we become more self-oriented, almost into self-pity. Mm-hmm. Um, but trying to be outward-focused 
towards the Lord, towards eternal things, towards encouraging other people. If I'm sitting there alone, maybe look around the room. Is there someone else that's sitting there alone? And go meet them, strike up a conversation, uh, try to love others. It's just when we don't do those two, we tend to go into ourselves. It's interesting that Christmas is the time when we celebrate the incarnation of God. Mm -hmm. Jesus came, and he came to give himself up. And so maybe even right at the very heart of the Christmas message is a call for us to serve others in a similar kind of way. Yeah. And I think if our focus at Christmas time is all around earthly family and temporal gifts, we're a setup for for trouble Mm -hmm. when it needs to be more eternal-focused and reaching out uh, to others and obviously the indescribable gift of Christ and the gospel. You're listening to Truth and Love, a podcast of ACBC. One of the things that we want to do at ACBC is equip you in many ways as possible to deal with issues just like this. That's why we're excited about our first annual ACBC Winter Webinar. Uh, You can join us for that on January 13th to the 14th. It's free for ACBC members and for ACBC training center directors. If you'd like more information about that or about our ministry, you can visit us at www.biblicalcounseling.com.